As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazet. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Welcome to our newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Uh, my name is Kristen, and as always, I'm joined with Randy. How you doing this morning or this Good afternoon? Morning. What? I don't even know what time it is. I don't know. We're in, we're this, in this room. room. <laughs> it's hard to know. Well, whatever time it is to those of you who are listening, yes. good afternoon, good morning, and good day. Wait yeah. a minute. That's a quote from a movie. Yes. Good, the what Truman is it? Good Show. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're just glad that you're here listening with us today. We've got a great episode for you. This is actually uh, our third episode in our first podcast series that, yep. that we're kind of putting out and putting together. And it's been fun talking talking with several team members of Bayside and really drilling down into some different topics. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to do today. And, and it's on this topic of creating diversity in your church. And that expands to your weekend services, your worship teams, what, you know, just the community and the culture that you're, you're, you create and you have as a church. So that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do this. And, and uh, we've got two incredible gentlemen joining us for today's conversation. We have Mr. Franklin Crockett. How are you doing, sir? All is well. Just enjoying the journey. <laughs> yes. And Franklin, you were on one of our other uh, episodes. Yes. Uh, yes. When we talked a little bit about worship. And mm -hmm. you're one of the worship uh, pastors here at Bayside, one of our, our locations. And so we're glad to have you back. Oh. Second Love podcast episode. Second, oh, yeah. You know you did good listen, the first one. Either that or he said, give him another chance. He's <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> Man, he's going to write the wrong. I mean, he's got to. <laughs> oh, but it is. It's great to have you back. And then we're also joined with Pastor Bernard Scott. Um, and this is also your second, third appearance. Yep, on. Second appearance. Yes, yep. we're glad to have you. And you are one of our campus pastors. Yes. And uh, so great to have you part of today's conversation. How Honored you been? to be here. I've been really good. Yeah? Really good. Good. Yeah. Loving life right now. Amen. Good, good. Well, we're going to jump into today's conversation and and really just talk pretty candidly, as we always do on the Relational Leader Podcast, because uh, we don't have all the answers. Nope. Um, this but is real. We just talk it out. <laughs> we ask the Lord to help Yeah, us. What, what we decided to do on this podcast is, as we're learning and growing, to go ahead and just turn the mic on and talk about what pretty we've much. learned mm -hmm. and, and where we're still trying to go. Because... Uh, we're learning and growing and we haven't figured it out but but if we could find a place to have conversations about real-time stuff yeah uh that's still a work in progress i, I mean it helps me and i'd be looking for podcasts like this so, yeah. so we're yeah. glad that you were listening and learning with us mm -hmm. and along this journey um, and so we're going to jump into today's conversation talking really about diversity and, mm -hmm. and why, why is it important to have a diverse church and what does that mean and what does that look like? So I'd love to kick off the conversation and first just kind of set a baseline mm -hmm. of what does it actually mean to have a diverse church? Right. Let, let's start there. What does that even mean? Right. Such right. a great question because people are left to their own interpretation. And hey, as the pastor, you you know, if you're a lead pastor listening to this, you get to determine what you would say is yeah. a diverse church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but we've kicked this thing around so many times for for years now, trying to get to the place where we were a diverse church. So let's 
yeah. to talk about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's smart to kind of look at where you're planted and wherever city you're in. You realize diversity it goes far beyond just color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have you have class. You have rich. You have poor. You have educated. You have uneducated. Mm-hmm. There's there's all kinds of our society is great at putting people in classes. Mm-hmm. And but God I believe God's heart is that uh, earth would look like heaven mm-hmm. and no matter where you find yourself in the socioeconomic deal, uh, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to end up in heaven. So heaven's very diverse. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to, uh, to have a, a church that reflects our community uh, is really what diversity is all about. That mm-hmm. goes far beyond just yeah. race. Well, yeah. the Bible, does mm-hmm. the Bible even really speak about racial stuff or is it more ethnics? Uh, people groups. People groups. Yeah, people groups. Uh, you, you think about, you know, for instance, uh, Jesus meeting with the woman at the well, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that was, you think about the, the moment itself, but, you know, when it gets down to it, where it, there's a part in Scripture there that says where they had no dealings with each other. Mm-hmm. So there was division there, you know, already. Well, we're not even supposed to be talking to each other. Right. You know, and so, you know, it's it's there, you know. It wasn't um, the color of her skin. It was their, her ethnicity that really created the vision so Mm -hmm. racial tension really shouldn't even exist correct Mm -hmm. because it is not even in the bible right so right it's something that is totally man created and what's interesting is Mm -hmm. the the tensions in racial issues Mm -hmm. 95 percent of us were all the same i'm talking about genetically right Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so it's actually less than 5%. I don't remember the exact number, but I know it's less than 5%. That's the thing that makes us different. Colors of skin, mm-hmm. hair color, those things. Yeah. So why do we focus so much attention on the 5% that we have a, a, a difference rather than the 95% that we actually have the, the same? same. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. You know, I love I love what you said, Bernard, of, you know, a, a diverse church is a church that looks like heaven, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it, it, that I mean, that what a great way to, to look at that. And and so when we're talking about diversity in the church, we're, we're talking about a, a place that that has people from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. experiences. Yeah. Um, they grew up in different places. They maybe uh, grew up with listening to different types of music. Right. They have a bend towards liking this style versus is this style mm-hmm. and 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 yes skin color is different and right. and it's so diversity is not just the color of yeah. your skin accents but, are different accents <laughs> yeah. are different yes look i get discriminated all the time because people oh he, he's from louisiana <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all of this though, but when we are a diverse church, mm-hmm. we are a better representation of Jesus. Right. If we're all made in His image and in His likeness, it's mm-hmm. it's all the pieces of you and you yeah. and me and Randy that come together that better represent Christ to the Correct. world mm-hmm. than when we all look the same and yeah. all act the same. So mm-hmm. we're talking about this diversity in church and in 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 our church environments and and how that comes out in ministries. So, mm. you know, f- ministries from worship to maybe even your front door experiences and, and the community that is created. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's first ask why is it important? Why should? Why are we even talking about this today? Like, mm. why is this an important thing? You know, and I'd love to hear from you, uh, Pastor Randy. In you know, why is this so important for Bayside? Um, and what is it that God has shown you that? And this might help encourage some of our listeners to really uh, make this more of a priority because mm-hmm. there's a reason behind it. Right. Well, there is a reason behind it, and I think it, it does go to what Bernard said that you know we're all going to be in heaven together, so we we need to impact heaven while we're on this earth still. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to do that, then we need to have a church that reflects our community. Mm-hmm. So the people that are in your community, if they come to church, how are they going to feel welcome mm. so they can be empowered or impacted by the, the power of the gospel message? Mm-hmm. And what I learned uh, after years of thinking that I was doing a good job of it is that it isn't just color of skin, although that is important. You, sh- you should reflect your community and the mm-hmm. way they look. Right. And their economic as well mm-hmm. status. So everybody's, you know, not wearing Lululemon and kind of, you know, looking like the right. country club people <laughs> or whatever, you know. Right, right. So it has to look like everyone. But I remember this conversation that I had. Bernard, you were with me. Hmm. I sat down with a group of, of black people in our church. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I asked them, what do you like about our church? Mm-hmm. And wh- what, do you, what is our church missing that impacts you? And, and what I learned was not that we didn't have people that look like them right. serving in our church mm-hmm. but they didn't have a church that spoke to their culture mm. right right and so mm-hmm. i found they were listening to gospel music mm-hmm. on the way to church right mm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and i thought well we're not speaking to the things that they're passionate about mm-hmm. we're not we're using not representing the co- the, community the community that we're, yep. that we're mm-hmm. in man that blew me away mm-hmm. right and right. so I had to start leaning into that and creating a worship experience that met them with where they are. Right. If you're going to reach the people, they have to feel like they you're speaking to them. Yeah. So yep. so then mm-hmm. let's talk let's talk about that transition, that mm-hmm. that change. You know, and and Franklin, you're very involved in mm-hmm. our worship ministry and the direction of that and and Bernard, you as well, mm-hmm. um, but even as a campus pastor, what what are some practical things that we have done uh, to diversify the worship experience and what people experience when they come in and sure. you got to hit the one and the three, right, right. man. Yeah. What have we got? You know, I want to I want to Frank, Franklin you were there so yeah. I, I remember uh Pastor Randy after that experience and and we began to talk he's like man we got to we got to get this and ch- ch- get our sound more diverse in worship. Mm-hmm. And so I remember pulling all of the the worship uh together, worship mm-hmm. and brave pro and we were having a team night, a dream team night. Okay. And I brought in uh, a, a bunch of guests, worship leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know each other. The musicians all didn't know each other. And I said, hey, we're going to give a worship experience for our team that's always giving worship. But the worship experience they provided, they knew music. They didn't know each other. But the thing that they had in common, and they were all different. Uh, they looked different. They all had different races, all at different churches. Uh, mm-hmm. But they they were able to come together and produce a sound. And it was such a powerful experience. Everybody on our team, our dream team, thought that this band had been together for years. Mm. They thought they were just like, oh my gosh, this is great. And uh, what that did, it allowed us to set a platform to cast vision to say, we can do this and we're gonna do this. And Mm -hmm. you may not be familiar with this sound, you may not be, it may not be natural for you, 
mm-hmm. but this is uh, the direction that we're going to go, and we're yeah. going to open this up so that more people can worship God yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in, our chur- in, our, yeah. in our church. And so we were very strategic in starting from that point to build those blocks, yeah. and Franklin yeah. got to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. it was for myself. Um, <clears throat> I remember coming to Bayside. I came from uh, – um, I was the worship director at another church, and when I got to Bayside, I was really at uh, – my wife and I, we were at a burnt-out stage. I was basically – I was the uh, only musician at this other church, and so just over – period of time, I was really at a burnt out stage and we had definitely, uh, you know, God had released us and it was um, a peaceful, you know, transition, everything, you know, was, was fine there. And I remember coming into Bayside uh, because I clearly heard God say to us, hey, I want you to find a place, first of all, where you can be ministered to. Don't go looking for a job. Mm-hmm. I want you to find somewhere where you can be ministered to because you've been pouring out for so long, you need to just be poured into. Mm-hmm. And so someone had mentioned to, you know, had mentioned the church to me. And so I'd come over and, um, and it was totally different sound. Never, it was totally different. Didn't hear anything. Uh, had, you didn't even know had, the song. <laughs> none, none. As a musician, you know that that grabbed me. Uh, just being a musician, but having any type of familiarity with it, I had nothing. I, you know, I joke about it now, but it's true. I didn't know what the hill song was. I thought it was what they sing songs on a hill. What is that? You know, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what elevation was. You know, none of that. So right. for me, what happened was, as I, you know, be- began to get, you know, plugged in into different things. Again, God just gives me simple analogies because I say He knows I'm a simple guy. He can't give me nothing real deep. No, break it down you know, for you know, me, Franklin. Like, Come on. So, you know, and so for me, what started happening was it was a simple analogy of I started having lunch with the worship director and we would have lunch and he would you know introduce maybe something that I had even had before I was like oh this is nice this is good what is this man I didn't know this what this was and so it got to the place where it, where I was able to now say hey listen let me take you to somewhere to mm. eat and so I would hey have you had this no what is that man it's this and so the natural analogy was God was allowing me to come into a place to where I could have some things brought across the table, try it out. Oh my gosh! And ultimately, it was something that would help me, uh, you know, giving me some other things to add to my arsenal. Yeah, you know, yeah. to defeat the enemy. Yeah. I know you never heard of them, but try it. Right. You know, try, try it again. And so we were able to now start pushing things across the table, and it was a, it was just a beautiful experience. Hey, try this. You know, I know we do this cool right here, but watch this one right here. Watch this, and they be like. <gasps> What is that? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I've been doing it all my life. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, but it was just those things. So that's it was just it was just the sound. Sometimes the sound was diff- it was different to our congregation. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, "What is that?" And so mm-hmm. it, we started introducing just those simple things like that of diversity. This was a different chord. This was a different tone. This was a different mm-hmm. way. I mean, I had to learn how to pull some of the, the some of the vibrato out of my voice. Mm-hmm. I have a strong vibrato. But now the team I was singing with, they didn't have that vibrato. So I would, I would stick out like crazy because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was there. <laughs> I so can I, do that. You know, <laughs> so but just learning not. those type of things. So it was right. just some of those simple things on our team, you know, that we were able to introduce to the church. And the church was like, oh, my gosh, man, yeah, that's different, you know. And so, mm-hmm. there, you know, there wasn't this competing thing you know right. but we would just right. but hey. that goes back to the original point you just being on the platform didn't make us diverse right no. correct mm-hmm. it was the things that you like and speak to who you are and your upbringing and your culture and the the things that you enjoy mm-hmm. right. and then adding that to 
the plate that we're serving Correct. on the weekend Correct. Sure. Mm-hmm. made us diverse. Yeah. And we've done that in Hispanic with, with yes. Latino music mm-hmm. and all of those things. Correct. And it actually is making our church way more, more diverse. Mm-hmm. Correct. I think it's more diverse than our community. Right. It's, it's actually beautiful. It is. It, is. it, it really is. Mm-hmm. And it tastes good. It's, oh. like, a good, it's like a pot of gumbo. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> you know I can relate to gumbo, man. If, if, if all of those ingredients together make it awesome, it's a great experience. And so mm-hmm. we've, we've expanded. We've grown. Uh, every team member can say that they have grown as a part of being a part of this diverse mm-hmm. uh, culture, whereas before it was pretty robotic. But now there's like creativity has been opened up and uh, we're able to touch those. I, like I remember even when we would just throw in a Spanish lyric. Oh. Yeah, just sing in Spanish. Sing for, in Spanish for, uh, for, for, for a verse or for a chorus and mm-hmm. to see the faces oh, of all. They're crying. They're crying. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And even the people that don't speak Spanish. Right. It's so, I mean, yep. it's, it is, mm-hmm. it is, inc- it's incredible. I'm glad they keep the English lyrics up. <laughs> me too. That allows Some, me to still participate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me, let me ask you this question mm-hmm. of both of you guys. Um, you know, how, how do you take people on that journey? of that, that transition to start sharing a meal with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to try some of that. Why don't you try some of this? Or mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, like y- you said, Franklin, I, I got to lessen that vibrato because it doesn't, mm-hmm. like some things are going to, something, we, we're, we're sharing a meal together. We're mm-hmm. So how do you take people on, how do you take people on that journey? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the things I had to learn was not taking offense to something that may, you know, uh, when something is being introduced or saying, hey, can you try this? Human nature sometimes is, you know, if you say, hey, listen, let's not do that, you can automatically sometimes jump to the why not, and now I'm offended that Mm. you're saying don't do, and you're, let's not, hey, let's do, let's pull this back, and then now I can become offended because if I'm not careful, I see that as you saying that this is less than. Mm-hmm. You know, this is less wow. than, and again, just dealing, you know, with where Even we are. Even if they don't mean it like that, right. when you say no, yeah. it immediately says to you, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not interested in me. Yeah, right. What's going on here? You know, and so that's that on both sides. That's that's for me, as well. You know, it's not that you know uh, again that I uh, uh, just like you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, now that's me looking at you know at me saying, okay. Hey, why are you offended? Let's mm. let's let's get to the root of this thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so all of that goes into again. I think the uh, diversity of things because now you're starting to look at not just this surface thing. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the root. Mm-hmm. The root of this is you know what's happening here, and that causes us again to come together. Now we're having dialogue. Now we're talking. Now we're you know getting together, and I'm understanding. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not. You're not bashing me, you know. Mm-hmm. We're trying to we're trying to do this thing called life together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm convinced that you know that that uh, um, scripture says that you know we are believers. We're like that you know city that's set upon a hill, right. and we can't be hidden. And I I think God's done that purposely, you mm-hmm. know, because I think the world and different things have gotten to the place to where they have set the standard of living. Mm-hmm. 
And so now God wants to get it back to the place to where he's using the church to show what the real standard of life is about. Mm. Right, right. You know, and so it comes through these different areas where now, again, we can sit and come together with all these different races and nationalities and all that. And Would so, you say that you know, the way that we have uh, diversified our worship experience has le- lowered some of the, the walls in people's lives so that we now can have conversations mm. about the issues and the pain that we've all are walking through in life, even when it comes to racial stuff, mm-hmm. so that we can heal together. Yeah. I definitely think so. That's what I was going to add was the thing that I think set this all in motion was your vision, Pastor Randy. So you can have a vision to have a great worship experience, and that's where people stop. It's we're going to have great worship, and you can put all your focus on having excellence in worship, but it wasn't until it got so specific and clear about diversity in our worship experience. Mm -hmm. Once you gave us that vision— it became this deal of openness, which did open up for going beyond the platform to engaging personally and one-on-one. And uh, as we began to plan worship sets and as we have small group together, the Mm -hmm. conversations would come up and then the openness to learn from one another because it wasn't just, hey, we're going to be all gospel or we're going to be all, you know, Hillsong. We're going to, this is a vision for this house, mm-hmm. and it may require us having our own sound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to give a little, and you're going to have to give a little, but we're going to come together and, and give people an experience that's diverse. Yeah. And it's all with vision. It starts mm-hmm. with vision. But it did go beyond just the platform. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it seemed to me, though, because if your church is, is going to talk about real issues, mm-hmm. then you have to – create an experience for people where they feel safe right to talk about those mm. and if they feel and people that are walking in the door they feel like this church is diverse mm-hmm. based on songs and people that they see and the people on your team are not just being pushed through to cross the table right. but they're allowing to hey here won't you try some of this mm-hmm. all of that creates space for real conversations Correct. so when racial tensions come right the, we're all we're all together yeah, we're right. all so we can talk about the them table. so yeah, we can yes. walk through healing, which mm-hmm. I would say, y- I would like for you guys to speak freely on this, mm-hmm. but I would say that as far as racial healing in the country, that our church is way ahead of where the country is yes. because we, I'm asking the yeah, question. Why, why mm-hmm. do you think that mm-hmm. is? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I think it's we're way ahead because, one, our lead pastor took the initiative Mm -hmm. to cross the line, so to speak, and say, tell me what your experience is. Mm -hmm. Help me to understand. You began to seek understanding. Um, And then uh, people like Franklin, myself, Mm -hmm. you know, we were willing to go, you know what, God's called us here and I'm not going to be moved by, you know, circumstances and things that are happening around that may not, I may not be attracted to. But I believe God's called me here, and so I'm going to lean in. And that was the, the, I think, the key is Franklin leaning in and others leaning in. Mm-hmm. Um, that call, And you leaning in, Pastor Randy, that caused us to begin this path of saying, you know what, this is a safe place. This is a place where yeah. I can say, yeah. this is how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. And, and not feel like, you know, because there's people that will come in, they'll have one negative experience, and they're gone. Yeah. And they'll never come back again because they, they feel the whole church, they put the whole church 
is that way. Mm. Um, but because we have, you know, you've really built a, a relational culture and you've created that safe place by first as a lead pastor leaning mm-hmm. in and making it safe so for us true. to have those A way to say that is, you know, you got to be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can start talking and, and ranting or you can be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Let's right. come to the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. I lean in, yeah. you lean in, mm-hmm. and then we, mm-hmm. we get healed. We're part yeah, of yeah. the solution. Let's make some yeah. gumbo. Let's make some go. gumbo <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Let's make some gumbo. Yeah. One thing that sticks out uh, with me, and this is, this is a present thing. This is a present thing with me. Um, you know, we've had, I mean, just, you know, down in the dirt conversations. Hey, this is what it is. And, again, I agree with, uh, with what Pastor Bernard's saying. Again, that you, I mean, you you wanted to know. You know, you wanted to Pastor Randy ask, hey, how, how are you feeling? What is, how does this make you feel? You know, how do you, you know. And so when I was able to share, honestly, some of the things that I felt like where I did feel offended or I did feel wronged or I did feel, you know, these things. And it was like, oh, my goodness. And these were some things, you know, Pastor Randy and others didn't even know. Didn't even know it. Didn't right. even know, you know. I was completely unaware. Yeah, just yep. had, had no clue. But here is the phrase that was spoken to me, and it, it went beyond a phrase or whatever. Pastor Randy said, Franklin, I want to make this right. Mm-hmm. Yep. He said, I want to make this right. Yep. And so it was through those things, I heard you, I'm listening, and I want to make this right. Mm-hmm. But it, it, yeah, I remember the conversation yeah. because it was it was leaning in and saying, "What are you feeling?" Yeah, yeah. And and through that, discovering things that you were offended by, even things that that I had said, or even people in leadership, mm-hmm. m- maybe we didn't mean it, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter, right? You yeah. know, as mm-hmm. a communicator, when you say things, I don't mm-hmm. mean a communicator, a preacher. We're all communicators. Right. We yeah. have conversations mm-hmm. with the people. Mm-hmm. As a yeah. communicator, you have to take responsibility for how mm-hmm. people even receive it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. it was through that and leaning into that that then I was able to have awareness and go, ooh, I didn't see that. I didn't know. That's not what I meant. So I'm. thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. I'm going to make that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but here's where I was going with this. Ultimately, you had to be willing to take the journey. Mm-hmm. Let's pioneer some stuff. You're going to get some shots fired at you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some fired at me. Yeah, yeah. But together, we'll make this thing right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. And it's, the it. willing, it's the willingness to talk. Uh, what's happening in the world, because that was a question you asked, they're not willing to talk. Everybody wants to make a statement, but nobody wants to actually have a conversation. Yeah, they want to have their voice heard, but they don't want to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Communication yeah. permits progress. That's what yep. the scripture says. Mm. Communication yep. isn't speaking. Right. It's speaking and listening. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, according to James, you should listen twice yeah. as much as you speak. <laughs> right. So communication is listening mm-hmm. more than it is making a statement. Right. Yeah. And when we do that as a church, yes. which I think we're doing a better job we of are. that than we ever have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's allowing us to learn yes. and have communication. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly let right. Me, yeah. Let me ask this question because I think this could be a real practical thing to help listeners navigate. What do you do when you're faced with, whether it's ministry leaders or maybe it's people within your ministry, and they're not willing to sit at the table and have that conversation? Mm. Um, and you're met with some just difficult, you know, they're not willing to pass pass the salt and yeah. try this this, <laughs> yeah. this new well, recipe. They say, oh, no, I'm good. I don't yeah. need that. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> how do you, how do you pastor them? Yeah. How do you, how do we be the church in this? Because the world is doing it a completely different way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do we respond? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's a um 
just literally, honestly, for uh, for myself when it comes to uh, some of the some of the spaces uh, that we've kind of um, gone through when it comes to the racial aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And I've been honest with myself. You know, I've been honest with Pastor Randy with uh, with you all. And there are things. There are times again where, you know, I've said to myself when this individual, you know, maybe has made a post. And said something they like. I mean, they put it out there. This is what <laughs> they, they were. You know, clear, you know, right? like, you know, there is no. Hmm, I wonder what they mean. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, they put it you out. You need to give them interpretation. I mean, they put it out there. Like this yeah. is what they yeah. felt or whatever. Yeah. And so there were times, and again, and in all honesty, I called some of my leadership and said, "Hey, listen, don't put me on a platform with this young person mm. or whoever." Mm-hmm. But then I had a, you know, some time with God. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, so you're going to let that stop you from worshiping me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. okay, so I just had to, you know, didn't take long, you know. Sometimes I say, you know, I'm, I might be dumb, but I'm not stupid, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, just, you know, some of those things. You know, so it's like, you know, you hit that spot right there. Wow, you know, so it was, you know, for me having to deal with that and, you know, get over it. You had to choose you know? love. Yeah, I had to choose love. Yeah. I had to choose love because I could have very easily have said, listen, I'm done. Don't put me in there no more. Right. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. could have been whatever, but, you know. Somebody's got to be willing to choose love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so somebody's got to be able to walk into yeah. a volatile situation and yeah. say, you know what, God, if I can be used. Right. Which the fact that you say if I can be used means you can. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Because yep. all yeah, he needs is somebody that's willing yeah, to do that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I guess in that instance for me, it was it was down there in the, you know, just getting getting down there through it again, looking. And mm-hmm. and somewhat for me, too, was realizing, again, just like I've been raised, I've got different things. I'm understanding that people were raised. Certainly it was just certain things in there. So you got to give them Space. give them the ability, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, hey, mm-hmm. it is where it is. You know, okay, all right. And, and again. I'm gonna hug you every time I see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hug you. You know, some people never know. Right. You know that I'm like, you know, hugging you, thinking, you know, I can't. But really you didn't choke tell you everybody right that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you only told a couple of people. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that person you're referring to probably has no idea. Yeah. None. And so we have to be yeah. willing to answer mm-hmm. your question. We have to be willing to love people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And whether mm-hmm. they change or not is not up to us. Good right. news mm-hmm. is we don't have to be the Holy Spirit for people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we do have to let the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Be Holy Spirit to us. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Man, I walked into a room one time. I was like, man, I was serious. My guns were loaded. <laughs> you were ready to be the Holy Spirit. For oh, I wasn't even thinking about Holy Spirit. I was going in as the CEO of this thing, and I'm finna light you up. Right, right. Ain't nobody Fitting coming means, out of <laughs> In the sound, that means something going down. Up. <laughs> Nobody's coming out of this. Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a shootout at the OK Corral. And uh, and I went in and man, thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit because yeah. even though that's what my intent was to go in there like that, I was I just listened, and there seemed to be some a lot of collaboration out of that. But the answer to your question is, what do you do with people that won't lean in like yeah. you? There's a person I'm thinking of particular that was in that meeting that I listened, resourced had further conversations with, and they're not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gone. So we have to allow the God, we have to allow God to do the weeding out yeah, yeah. or the mm-hmm. changing of people to lean in. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. good. 
That's right. That's exactly. good. We have to be willing to yeah. walk into those moments and learn and not shoot out. Got to do yeah. our part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do our part. But and, and not just have a conversation, but have conversations. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're that's, either going to grow and learn yep. or they're going to leave. And mm-hmm. ultimately, that's up to God. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now the person that's leading that ministry where that person is left, I just had a long conversation with him in the last week. Bro. Mm. what God has brought into that situation where someone has left mm. is better than I could make it on my own. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's wow. the fruit of God. Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah, that's true. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, true. You know, I, I was sitting here thinking of, you know, how should we end this? How should we end our time today? Because this, this topic is, um, man, it, we could continue on and on. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'd love to encourage our listeners by sharing with them some of the fruit and the good things that we have seen God do as we as a church and as a leadership team have really leaned into one another and mm-hmm. been intentional in creating a church and uh, weekend services that are more diverse and that mm-hmm. do reflect our community. Let's just share, because mm-hmm. I think that could be encouraging for yeah. some of our listeners to say, you know what? Yeah. It's time that we prioritize this as a church. Mm-hmm. Um, share some stories. Share some ex- yeah. some things that you've experienced that have been the fruit of this. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one in particular, again, uh, my nationality, who I am, uh, but one of the things we've done as well uh, when it comes to our, our Latino brothers and sisters is, you know, having, again, those moments where we just have some, you know, some Spanish lyrics in there, and uh, it is just absolutely wonderful. But... The thing for me is having to have, I have entered into, I mean, like whole new relationships with those that have to give me that information and not just, okay, give me the lyrics there, but man, tell me, where did you like first uh, experience this? You know, for me, again, I was playing for my first church when I was 12, 13 years old, you know, so little, you know, church in Baltimore, uh, but for them hearing this young lady talk about, you know, her experiences in Puerto Rico and, you know, like, and I'm like sitting there, it is like reading a book. Mm. She's mm. like reading a book to me. And I'm like, tell me more, you know, but just that relationship, you know, coming together and hearing, sitting down, hearing how you grew up, mm-hmm. you know, mm. that for me is like, I mean, the platform becomes very easy then. Mm-hmm. It becomes very easy, you know, to worship with you because, again, I I know you now. I'm I'm experiencing things with you. So, you know, just some of those man having coffee and hearing yeah. that individual's life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like some again struggling. Right. Like it was like five of us in one room, and you know, and like, whoa, you know. But yeah. again, just understanding that, you know, mm-hmm. so being intentional about right. those relationships. Mm-hmm. Man, <clears throat> I have a. Very dramatic story, but it's a great testimony. It's beautiful. Uh, but there's a gentleman that uh, started coming to our church, and he got into our growth track, mm-hmm. went into, uh, got into the Freedom Experience, and at the Freedom Weekend Experience, mm-hmm. he'd been attending for, at that time, about three and a half months. Mm-hmm. And at the Freedom Weekend Experience, um, he came to terms with how he was raised as a white supremacist. Oh, wow. And God set his heart free that Freedom Weekend. Mm. And um, someone had told me that he was trying to figure out what to do with that because he's not that person anymore. And uh, I connected with him. I called him 
and connected with him. It was right in the beginning of all this COVID stuff, so we couldn't meet face to face. So we Zoomed. But ever since then, we've built this beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, he calls me every day, texts me, I'm praying for you. Wow. Like, we've become such close friends. And it's because he was willing and I was willing mm-hmm. to both come and communicate and listen and hear our hearts. Wow. And then it was the work of the Holy Spirit, honestly, mm-hmm. that did that. And, you know, when we're together, we always say, this is a miracle <laughs> that's happening yeah, right yeah. now in our presence. And so yeah. that's one, mm-hmm. I think, that's been the fruit of the environment that has been built. I remember yeah. you getting ready for that meeting. Like, I'm meeting with somebody who's used to be a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Pastor Randy. Yeah. I don't know which way this is going. I, don't know which way this <laughs> I remember. And I was I like, was, uh, yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know what where the conversation was going to go. and But I listened to him. And then he listened to me, and he was really wanting to learn. And that's what our relationship has been, is just learning from each other. And now it's like none of that was even an issue. Yeah, I don't even see him as as that. It's a great story, but I don't even see that. Mm. Uh, yeah, why, why would your past have to define you? Am I, am I still a drug addict? No. Correct. Is he still a supremacist? Right. No, he's not. It's right. where he came from. And praise God for our stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so mm-hmm. for me, you know, my – reflection and thinking back on this is how it started with one conversation with a group of about 12 or Mm -hmm. 15 people I sat in a room Mm -hmm. and leaned in to let you share you know what are you feeling and help me understand but how that led to multiple conversations and now it is the all the diversity that we do in our worship but it's all the groups that we have Mm -hmm. the diversity training groups that we have Mm -hmm. where people can can learn and grow in those right. and rewriting all of our freedom curriculum to uh, deal with that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and how that one conversation with the devil meant to d- divide and mm-hmm. destroy the nation yeah. and more so the church i think is what his real intent is mm-hmm. um, has made us stronger and better and uh i'm just i'm thankful that we all have leaned in Mm -hmm. and i had brothers and sisters around me like you guys that would be willing to say Okay, let's have the real conversation. <laughs> it ain't gonna be all pretty <laughs> yeah, and right. put a bow on it, but we're gonna be real, yeah. right? And where it's taking us to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and those conversations are still going. Oh, okay. and yeah. this yeah. is this is Amen. an ongoing. The hardest conversation is the first thing. one. The first yep. one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, once the doors open, Just the doors open. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you listening, I hope that this encouraged you, and um, and maybe even encouraged you to to make this a priority mm-hmm. in 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 your church. I also want to re- m- mention that, uh, gosh, a couple. M- maybe it's now been maybe six, eight months, we did another podcast um, kind of on this topic. It was called um, A Conversation on Race and the Church. I think, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. B, you were on that with us, yep. and we had another pastor. And so if you're looking for some more resources in that, go back. Um, it's 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 a part of our podcast, and, and make sure that you listen yeah. to that episode. I believe it'll encourage you and help you. Well, Franklin and Bernard, thank you all so much thank for being for a part us. of today's conversation Love and helping here. us Love all. Continue to have churches that reflect the heart of Christ and, and our community. Pastor Andy, as always, it's been fun. I love it. It's been a great episode. Yes. And for those of you listening, hope you join us again um, for the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Until then, hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.